Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Gold Sheet wants you to end the 2022 football season on a winning note while getting a head start on planning for the next season. Founded in 1957, The Gold Sheet is the country's longest running sports betting newsletter and has served bettors for over six decades. So if between 1957 and now, if you have not checked out The Gold Sheet, here's your chance to see what you have been missing out on at a huge discount. Each weekly edition of The Football Gold Sheet is normally $15, but for the holidays, you can get every edition from now through Super Bowl 57 for just a total of $19. If you like what you see, take advantage of the super early bird pricing for next year by locking in your football gold sheet subscription for 2023 for just $99. You will receive every college football and NFL edition for next season for just $99, plus a free $59 credit to use towards gold sheets LTS picks at WagerTalk. Instructions for redeeming your WagerTalk credit will be sent shortly after your purchase. Just go to goldsheet.com, click the Buy Now button, choose a 2022 football gold sheet for $19, and lock yourself in through the Super Bowl 57. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Friday has officially started the weekend, and we are here to make your New Year's weekend a profitable one through the props betting market. I am Andy Lang from wagertalk.com. Joining me, as always, Matt Josephs from sportsmemo.com and Andrew McGinnis from wagertalk.com. We got a loaded show today. We're going to break down NFL games. We're going to talk uh, some team totals here at the end. Uh, Andrew's going to give us a little NHL and then a little update on the world juniors. And then we've got our best bet. Uh, guys, we're coming off of a Thursday night where Dallas really put their foot down, cemented themselves as one of the best teams in 08, they almost, they almost lost. Um, I cannot wait for this. So, Matt, just when you think you're running out of reasons to not like the Dallas Cowboys anymore, last night's game happened. So, uh, first off, I'm coming to you. Give us a little, little recap on uh, what you thought of last night's game and also tell everyone what you have going on at sportsmemo.com. Uh so I uh, I look at this game and I see the Titans sitting like their whole defense and I see Dallas and they love playing in these meaningless games. I mean, Dak threw like 12 touchdown passes last year against the Eagles practice squad and they celebrate it like they won the Super Bowl, which they haven't done in a while, by the way. Um, and I see that and I'm like, all right, the books hang the 13 and a half number that I love in the first half. And I'm like, all right. Even on a short week, Dallas is going to score 14 points or more. They want to sit their guys in the second half. They want to play this game 
And of course they get the touchdown early and I'm like, all right, this is great. And then they're driving again and they kick a field goal. I'm like, all right, we still got like a whole quarter. And then Dak does what Dak does against anybody except for the Eagles. He starts throwing picks. Now, granted, look, the Hender shot one. That was a drop. But still, Dak gets an interception, so he sucks. Uh, and then he gets a second interception. And then there was the fumble and everything. And, of course, they do all their scoring in the second half, which helps Andy but does not help me. So, screw you, Dallas. Uh, it was just part of a miserable day. I had a losing day in the Bulls, uh, so that wasn't very good. But um, today I got a, a six-pack of plays for uh, the Bulls. A uh, bunch of team totals and uh, sides. At least one book has put out their team totals for today, so that's good. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but, yeah, just another reason to hate Dallas, Andy, and uh, they gave it to me yesterday. <laughs> oh, great stuff. We're, we're going we're gonna to forget about yesterday and move on. Uh, Matt's, Matt's college uh, season still continues to be great. Uh, well, we're all going to have down days, but I can't wait for, uh, for a rebound weekend from Matt. Andrew, coming to you. Uh, first off, great to have you back. Hope you enjoyed your time off. Uh, a, did you even get a chance to watch the game last night, or were you traveling? And uh, just uh, what do you have going on at wagertalk.com? Andy, I was at a bar, and a guy next to me was streaming it on his phone. So that's about as much as I watched of it. I did uh, I, I did the old uh, check the scores and the stats uh, type of thing. So I can't talk about the game with you guys. All I can talk about is that everybody that was there would just wanted to talk about how overrated the Cowboys are. But I guess saying that to you wouldn't really be news because everybody always says that. So that wouldn't really be anything breaking news to anybody. Um, things have been going really well. You know, uh, Yesterday, I bet a team minus 10.5 goals in hockey, and it covered. Um, so that's always interesting when you're betting that as a puck line. Um, so I've been betting props, uh, betting a lot more props in the NHL as well. So I was happy to get you on uh, puck time yesterday. Uh, I heard it went very well. So things are good. And, and the NHL schedule since it got back, it's been really interesting. Uh, I believe I'm three and one uh, since the holiday break ended and um, these situational spots. And I think that this is the time I went on my big run last year. And I'm really feeling good about the way that these teams are kind of shaping up and as you and I were discussing prior to this show, this is kind of the time of the year where you're getting closer to where you figure out who are the fade teams and who are the buy teams, and then you just continue to bet against them. Uh, so I'm looking forward to a great slate tonight and tomorrow in the NHL. I'm already looking ahead, Andy. It's a big, big slate, and I've got a couple different uh, NFL props for us here today as well. Great. We're going to just jump right into the NFL games. We've got quite a few of them, and uh, these are the, the last two weeks are very interesting. you got teams very unmotivated, some teams very motivated. you got some players unmotivated, players are motivated, so let's jump into it. Matt, you're going to, of course, talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. They have an interesting matchup, New Orleans Saints, whose defense has not been that bad recently. So uh, possibly a tough matchup here for Philly. They're obviously going to be the favorites. But what do you like in a props betting standpoint uh, with this game? Well, and I, and I just looked the uh, all the props are out uh, are not out except for the Andy Dalton ones, which I wouldn't touch any Andy Dalton props if he was the only player in the NFL. Uh, I mean, look, obviously we don't know what's going to happen necessarily with Gardner Minshew or uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has a really good history against the Saints. He's beaten them the last two years. His first start ever in the NFL came against the Saints, and uh, he ran all over them. I imagine if Hurts plays, he's not going to run it as much. I just I, I can't imagine 
that he's going to be running. So I'll be interested to see what the books kind of hang for his rushing numbers if he does go. I think he'll be throwing a little bit more, and I think they'll use more, more Miles Sanders. I mean, we I've been screaming for it for the past couple weeks, more Miles Sanders, more Miles Sanders. And if the guy's got a shoulder issue, which I still don't think would be 100% if he plays, I think you're going to see a lot more running. Uh, if Gardner Minshew plays, I think the playbook's open. I think everything's out there. The one thing to kind of look at this week is, is uh, well, Pete Werner, uh, you know, he's uh, his practice status, Marshawn Lattimore's practice status, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, not what he used to be in terms of being a corner, um, but certainly he is still a really good one. Uh, I think Gardner Minshew can beat these guys. Uh, the books hung a 12-and-a-half for the first half for the Eagles. I mean, for Andy and I, it's been almost an autoplay every week. Last week, the Eagles' first half over was 9-and-a-half. They got that in the first two drives thanks to the uh, interception for a touchdown. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what the, the quarterback decision is. And for that reason, I don't think we're going to see any Eagles props till maybe Sunday because I don't think the Eagles are going to say anything until Sunday as to who the starting quarterback will be. And on the Saints' side, I don't know. There's some people, and I don't know if uh, you guys paid attention to this, but there's some people who think that maybe Alvin Kamara is going to be the guy who gets a little bit more work because he was unhappy with his role last week. And, of course, there's the little mutant, uh, Taysom Hill, who everybody knows he's going to do something when he comes in, and yet somehow he still does it. I'd like to think the Eagles' defense will shut him down. But Taysom Hill to score a touchdown usually has been a profitable thing to take as of late. I think the Eagles win the game, uh, but, of course, a lot of it hinges on which quarterback's in there and, of course, what the books do in terms of props for that game. Yeah, and Matt, you mentioned uh, the, the Eagles first half team total has been a favorite and they did get the the interception for the touchdown but they also ended up with 20 first half points which I, I was encouraged by I was I was going to be a little bit disappointed if they only got over their first half team total because of a defensive play but uh, the offense came in and was able to get points so I, I'm, I'm with you I think I'm firing away on that one 100% uh, Andrew coming to you Minnesota Green Bay a lot going on in this game. Division rivals. Green Bay has just snuck back into the playoff race. Props-wise, uh, we got some really, really big names. What do you like in this one? Yeah, Andy, you know, this is a game that uh, you, you'd think you'd look towards a lot of overs, you know. Uh, an exciting game. Two teams that can definitely score, uh, especially Minnesota. But uh, the Packers have been playing some good football lately. It's been a fun time to be a fan uh, for me. But, uh, look, I'm going to look towards, you know, pass attempts on the Vikings side. I mean, this is one of those op opportunities where you can look at passing yards, of course, but pass attempts, you wouldn't really think it, but Green Bay ranked 29th in the league in passing yards allowed, and they ranked 31st in pass attempts allowed. And take a look last game um, when Tua uh, got that uh, you know injury. Um, <clears throat> you take a look at really what he did. He had one touchdown, three interceptions, but guys, he still had 310 yards. He still threw the ball a ton. I mean, I know it was kind of how the game planned out and the way that things worked out where he still had to throw the ball a lot. But, you know, you look down the history of some of these teams that are playing against the Packers this year, maybe they aren't executing in the red zone, but they're throwing the ball a lot and they're converting a lot. They're getting a lot of yards. Um, so I think that any game the Packers are involved in and down the stretch, if they're going to win some ball games, they're still giving up points and they're still allowing lots of yards to quarterbacks. So um, I, I will be looking at some of those props on the Viking side there. And uh, here's one, um, as far as an under is concerned, Robert Tanyan. Guys, if I told you uh, some of these stats for him and the amount of targets he's been getting, you would think that he just hasn't been playing. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds bad to say, but he has gone under in seven straight games as far as his receiving yards numbers are concerned. His targets are very minimal over his last few games. He has fallen into the depth chart. He's not really a favorable guy anymore. You think back to, you know, six, seven weeks ago, he had six targets uh, for 35 yards. He had 12 targets for nearly 90 yards. And ever since then, guys, it's a dream if he gets eight or nine yards in one game. You know, we talk about receptions or yards. This is a guy right now we want to be betting under on his receiving yards. I mean, because even Tanyan right now, when he gets the ball and he catches it and does get targeted, it's not like it's a very deep pass. So Robert Tanya, you look at the last several games for him and against some key opponents in some very big games, he is not being utilized anymore the way he once was. So um, that's one that I've already locked in. I've got my money on and a couple of different props I like there um, in that game. But it is interesting to look at this game and how it's going to plan out, how it's going to you know shape up. I think it could be a high scoring game. Um, I would be looking at some running back touchdown scores uh, for the Green Bay Packers because it seems to me like Aaron Rodgers is getting to the end zone and then they're running the ball in. And that's what's been the story for them over the past few weeks. But I'm telling you what, guys, that one is falling under the radar here. Seven straight unders for Robert Tanyan. That's what I'm looking at there. That's a great one, Andrew. Such a great deep dive on on somebody like that. We love those streaks when somebody is just uh, you know changed their roles and is out of that. So that is just a that's a fantastic uh, find there, and <laughs> it's amazing. Aaron Rodgers three straight games with one and a half touchdown passes, and I know quite a few people have been on on that over one and a half touchdown passes prop, and it's just not been hitting. So uh, that's a that's one to be cautious and a, a good find by you, Andrew, as well. It's crazy. Some take quarterbacks, a... Andy, will march the field, and then they just won't, t you know, throw the touchdown. It's just like they'll do all the work. I mean, they'll have a great performance their whole entire drive, and they'll run the ball three straight plays. So that's really been the story with him. I'm going to take a look at Carolina and Tampa Bay. The first guy I'd like to talk about is Deontay Foreman. He really uh, threw me for a loop last week. Two weeks ago, he was just terrible. He had 10 carries for nine yards, I believe. He was tiptoeing around the line of scrimmage, and I took an under as a free play on him uh, last week. And boy, did he make me look foolish as they just dominated the Detroit Lions Tampa's susceptible to the run in some cases, and Deontay Foreman's rushing total is 60 and a half. I, I, I lean really, really strongly lean to the over on that one, but I just can't quite pull the trigger on it because there's more plays that I like in this game. But I, I do lean Deontay Foreman. I think he has a pretty good game, and they're, they're going to lean on him. I just I can't get that, that game two weeks ago out of my head. Uh, so maybe it cost myself a little money by not playing it, but uh, that's where I'm at with this one. We've got to go back to Leonard Fournette over his receiving total. The books had it at 19 and a half last week, which was a gift. He ended up with 10 catches for 90 yards. So they've made it a very aggressive move. They moved it up to 27 and a half. A move from 19 and a half receiving yards to 27 and a half is a huge move by the book. So the books got aggressive with this one. I'm still going to lean uh, to the over and I'm going to lean enough to where I am going to play it. He's had 30 or more receiving in six out of seven games. He is the clear cut receiving back on that team. And uh, it's a nice segue into Tom Brady for his pass attempts. Brady is not hitting these long passes. Matt, I know you got burned last week on the longest uh, reception from Brady when he, he got the, the pass to Leonard Fournette that went for 44 yards. But I would go right back to Brady under his longest completion. 
Brady's pass attempts, he has 43 or more in eight out of nine games. It's just dink and dunk, tons of passes, and I think you just got to go back to Brady on his pass attempts, and uh, which leads me to Chris Godwin again on his receptions. This guy is a target monster and a receptions monster. He has eight catches or more in four out of five games. The game he didn't go over was against the San Francisco 49ers, top defense in the league. Godwin gets eight targets every single game. I, it's just mark it down, eight or more targets for Godwin. So uh, I'm just, this is just a lean heavy on the Tampa Bay passing game because I think it's pre, I think there's very very clear patterns what they're going to do. Fournette's going to go over his receiving yards total. Brady's going to throw the ball a ton. I like his over pass attempts and I like Godwin over his receptions there. So uh, that's what I got for Carolina and Tampa Bay. Matt, coming back to you for uh, your second game. Uh, which game did you pick out for us, and what do you got from a props betting uh, standpoint? By the way, nothing like losing one of those longest completion plays on like a one-yard pass. He threw it off to the I side know. and let it, it ran around the corner, and nobody like there was a guy running alongside Fournette, and I'm like, hey, why don't you try tackling him a little bit earlier instead of just running alongside him? Like that was just very frustrating. The bet should be longest air yards, Andy. I mean, Tom Brady, I don't think has thrown an air yards pass over like ten yards the last like eight weeks. It feels like. <laughs> Oh, that, that could was be a so new bed, Matt. That could be a bet of its own. <clears throat> Longest air travel. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady would get the under. I, it's just he doesn't – Andy's right. I mean, it was just – it was very frustrating because it was, like, thrown to the side and he runs for all those yards and, yeah. And it's uh, not – it wasn't even, like, a speedster. It's Leonard Fournette. It's not like like the fastest guy in the NFL that catches a slant and goes. Oh, exactly. Anyway, all right. It, <laughs> Uh, all right, so I took the Commanders and the Browns. The Commies and the Browns is uh, the game that I chose. And, ah, oh, so much fun. Carson Wentz is back. And, oh, my God, that's there is some tendencies that we can take advantage of when it comes to Carson Wentz. A, and they haven't put the props out, obviously, because I'm looking at the page on DraftKings, and there's literally nothing up yet. Uh, sack top props. Uh, Miles Garrett. I don't even know who sacks people in Cleveland. I might put, like, a quarter of a unit on everyone to sack uh, uh, Carson Wentz and then just hope that a bunch of them do. He's just really bad in the pocket. Like, he's a sack guy that you're going to get, and I'm sure there's going to be a, a bunch of value out there. And, hell, if, the, if they're even, like, a half a sack, maybe you, you get a couple guys to split a sack, and then you can win a bunch of different bets. Um, so, yeah, for one, Carson Wentz sack props for the Cleveland Browns. Definitely something I'm looking at, too. Carson Wentz loves to throw it to the running backs and the tight ends. So Logan Thomas, a guy who has not been really in this offense as of late, comes back into play. Uh, you know, you look at Brian Robinson, uh, who probably is going to play a little bit more with Antonio Gibson, still a little injured. Uh, I think that you know, a Brian Robinson receptions comes into play a little bit. Uh, if Gibson doesn't play, maybe Jonathan Williams uh, receptions. Uh, comes into play a little bit because we know Carson just doesn't look at Terry McLaurin. I've enjoyed playing the Terry McLaurin props as of late because Taylor Heineke knew you feed your number one wide receiver. Well, with Wentz in, it's, I can't do that anymore. He does not throw it to McLaurin. Jahan Dotson's been an interesting guy as of late. He's gone over. I know people are picking him up for their fantasy football championship, so he might be worth a look because he's a slot guy. But with Carson Wentz in there, you just know it's running backs and tight ends and poor pocket awareness. Uh, with regards to that. Also, as I said, the Gibson injury means maybe 
maybe Brian Robinson runs the ball a little bit more. I'll be interested to see what his number is for rushing uh, because Cleveland's not a good rush defense. And we know that last week uh, the, the commanders ran the ball a lot with, uh, with Robinson, even against the stout San Francisco defense. So against a defense that's much worse, I expect that Brian Robinson could have 15 to 20 carries, especially if Gibson doesn't play. And then on the other side, uh, there is the road trend for Amari Cooper. He has not been as good on the road, uh, certainly. Uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, last week was pretty good. I think he had six receptions last week. Uh, so there is a little bit of chemistry that's being built there. Uh, Nick Chubb might struggle a little bit. The, the commander's rush defense has been pretty good for the most part there. So uh, I think the Browns may struggle to score a little bit. I think they're kind of ready for this season to end. Uh, they seem like one of those teams who is just, you know, excited for this stuff to end and Deshaun Watson and everything, and he can have a full off season and get ready for next year. But I'm excited to see Carson Wentz back because we know there's certain trends that he has when he's a quarterback. As a fantasy owner of uh, of Amari Cooper, I, you brought up the home road trend. I, I was going to bring up the Deshaun Watson trend. <laughs> no touchdowns for Amari Cooper. Just, uh, it's been, it's, I never in a million years thought I would be like, can we get Jacoby Brissett back in there, please? It would, it really helped this offense a lot better if we had Jacoby Brissett in there. Of course, as a Colts fan, we could probably use Jacoby Brissett uh, about, about this time. Uh, Andrew, coming to you, Miami, New England, this game really interesting because the, the weather it's going to be warm out there. And I'm sure at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the year, we looked at this. It was like, oh, the Dolphins got to go at Buffalo. And, oh, at New England, they're gonna, it's going to be like close to 60 degrees here. What a real, a real change for this game. So uh, we do have Teddy Bridgewater. Looks like he's going to be starting for the Dolphins. What do you like in this game? I just want to say, Andy, as far as what you were just saying there, it is it is crazy how, you know, in the prop betting market for us that bet these props consistently, especially when you're riding streaks, which is something I try and do or betting against certain teams in certain ways. It is completely different when you add a brand new quarterback to the picture. Um, you know, if you're betting, like you said, about the Cleveland Browns and, and now here in the nation um, with the Dolphins, it does change things up quite a bit. Um, one thing I've noticed, everybody's talking about the quarterback situation here, guys. Um, one thing I've noticed, though, is also the offensive line situation. They're banged up here, Andy. I expect uh, I expect Bridgewater to actually be on the run. I'm going to be looking at Bridgewater rushing props for this week here. Um, look, I'm not saying Tua wasn't a guy that couldn't escape the pocket, but I think we might see Bridgewater be someone that's got to do some running, got to be pretty mobile um, if he wants to either A, find receivers, or just B, you know, get that first down and, and try and get out of the pocket and move. So, um, you know, when I see offensive line injuries, a lot of times I think rushing yards for quarterbacks because I think they're going to know that going in. They're going to be prepared to move. And, you know, based on what we've seen from him when he's been in there, you got to hold on to the ball and, and secure it and just kind of be simple. You know, if you're a quarterback coming in after you've had a guy playing pretty well, you know, despite the couple of interceptions last week, like I said, from two, I still put 310 yards up. They're going to have a more simple game plan. This, to me, guys, feels like one of those typical New England Patriots games that I've complained to you guys all year long about. I feel like I'm almost a Patriots fan. I went to a game this year. I've covered them and, and given out the Mac Jones completion prop on every single show we've done this year or every second or third show uh, You know when nobody else has selected them. But I think this is going to be a very boring game. I think, you know, we've got some injury issues as well at the running back position for the Dolphins. Same thing a little bit for the Patriots. I'm expecting field goals here. Uh, this is one where I'm going to 
uh, be looking at the Matt Joseph special with some field goal props, maybe specifically just one uh, team with their field goals. Um, but that's kind of my thought process with this game. And I think that they're going to take it very, very light. As far as the Patriots are concerned, I do expect a run heavy game from them. Um, they are concerned about Ramondre Stevenson uh, with his hip, I believe. But I think this is one of those games where the Patriots win a very low scoring game. The running game is super strong. Um, but we do see again with um, Mac Jones, his completions. I can't even, I can't reiterate this enough. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The guy, I mean, Matt, you want to talk about a longest completion through the air? You'd be slamming the under on this guy, too. I mean, his completions are all three or four yards, and they let the receivers do the work. Mac Jen, um, I think it's like now seven of his last eight games he's gone over in his completions prop, so that's good. And, Andy, one that I saw that you liked, I think you posted on our Wager Talk TikTok, was the Tyreek Hill over on receiving yards. You know, in certain games, that number just goes pretty high. You know, as you know, it, it definitely gets up there. But I think that... When you, have a, when you add a new quarterback to the picture, that kind of tells me that sometimes you have to go back to the guys that you can count on. You've got to go to the superstars. And one thing interesting about Tyree Kill is he actually isn't catching these long bombs recently. If you guys notice, he's not catching that many 20-plus yarders, not catching many 30-plus yarders, hasn't caught many 40-plus yarders um, as of late. That's for sure. He is catching shorter passes and just putting the jets on and picking up yards after the catch. And that's what you want to look for if you're the Dolphins, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, and I think that's what they will do. So um, I don't see a problem with, with going to their best guy in this game and taking him over, even though it's a pretty big number, Andy. Yeah, interesting game for sure. Maybe this is the game where New England just kind of throws in the towel and protects some of their players. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Andrew, good stuff. What number did you uh, get, gonna... Andy, with, with time? On what? Oh, for for Tyreek. Tyreek Hill on his uh, receiving yards. Uh, I I don't I don't have it yet. I'm just taking the over. I, I, like they, I haven't okay. seen very many times where they've put anybody over a hundred yards, and I, I just think he gets over a hundred yards. He was great with Bridgewater last time. I mean Br- Bridgewater. I mean you can make the cases. Of, he probably could start for some teams right now. You know this is mm-hmm. not that big of a step down, and and just. You know, with Tyreek's success this year, and you know he and Justin Jefferson are really fighting for that single season, you know, record, and he he can get there. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm just if it's anything below 100, I'm taking it. So, by the way, uh, just yeah. to say real quick, uh, if Damian Harris is active, uh, remember Stevenson fumbled last week. You know what happens when running backs fumble for the Patriots? Uh, I'm just saying if Damian Harris is is active. His overs might have some value because you know Belichick never forgets fumbles. It's true. He's never met a fumble he doesn't forget. That's absolutely right. Um, let's see. Next game, I'm going to go over the, oh, the battle of uh, uh, the Rams and the Chargers here. Uh, there's a couple guys that I'm really, really interested in this game. Um, two guys who are very motivated to play well. 
And they're not playing for playoffs, but they are playing for jobs. They're playing for roster spots. They're playing for uh, just trying to impress the, the, their current coaches and possibly coaches next year, and that's Cam Akers and Baker Mayfield. And one of my favorite bets this week is Cam Akers over his rushing and receiving. I have not done very many rushing plus receiving props, but he has gone well over this total the last two games. He's had 100 or more the last two games uh, since he's gotten some practice time with Mayfield. They're rushing the ball decent. He's catching passes out of the backfield. He's kind of the only game in town um, as Kyron Williams has been uh, disappointing and hurt. Um, the, the, if we're trying to look at the defense of the Chargers, I mean, they played the Colts last week who were completely incompetent. But the game before that, Derrick Henry had 163 yards rushing and receiving. And it wasn't just rushing. He had 59 yards receiving against them. So I think this is a great matchup for Cam Akers uh, to kind of put on a show. He's making a statement, I want this backfield job. Or if he's not on the team, he's saying I can be a lead back. I can be a starter. And Baker Mayfield, he's doing the exact same thing. Who knows what's going on with Stafford? And we saw Baker tear apart a Broncos team that, I mean, let's be honest, they completely gave up. So I think just about any quarterback would have been able to do that. But Baker Mayfield's passing total is 196 and a half. I lean to the over. I just can't quite get to the window on this one because the Chargers pass defense has been really, really good. But it, this would not surprise me in the slightest if Baker Mayfield goes a little bit over his yards total and goes a little bit over his completions. Never underestimate like the power of some of these guys towards the end of the season who are playing to try and impress people across the league and try and impress their current coaching staffs if they're eliminated from the playoffs. So uh, I'm very high on Cam Akers this week. And then uh, I gave this stat out the other day, the only wide receiver in the NFL to have 85 or more yards in, in all four of the last four games is Keenan Allen. He's, you, he's an unbelievably talented wide receiver. There's a couple times where you can tell he's either aging just a little bit or he's not 100% healthy, can't quite cut uh, when he's rushing to the outside, but his hands are great. Uh, he's got a great quarterback and good chemistry with Justin Herbert. I do not have the line out for this one, but uh, I'm looking at that 85-yard mark. If it's below 85 yards, I think I'm going back to it again as I'm not sure the Rams are going to have much defense on paper. They, you know, they probably look great after holding ho holding the Broncos, a Broncos team that gave up. But I, I, don't, I don't think there's too much to this Rams defense. So uh, Cam Akers is my favorite play in this one. Keenan Allen, uh, just below him if we get a line at uh, 85 and a half yards. So... All right, guys, uh, let's uh, switch it up here a little bit. Um, Matt, you wanted to talk about team totals, and uh, you've expressed a little bit of a dis disappointment. Sometimes the books are late on these team totals. I guess I'm wondering why on team totals are we waiting on injury reports, and when they come up, come out with team totals closer to game time, is that an advantage for us? Does that mean the books are struggling with how to, how to handicap the game and what team total is? What's your make on some of these – these team totals, it's a confusing part of the market right now. And, and no, and, and it's, it's, we are an hour and a half away from the kickoff of the Mayo Bowl, and DraftKings doesn't have, doesn't have their full game team totals up. They have their half totals and their quarter totals up for these games. But for some reason, it's almost like they forgot. And um, 
It's just crazy to think about. And it's, and this is kind of the other thing I wanted to bring up in, uh, with you guys also. Like, why are there certain books that don't do it at all? FanDuel doesn't have team totals. BetMGM doesn't have team totals. Like, I just – it's a market I feel like it's very easy for these books to figure out. You've got your spread. You've got your total. There's your score. You, you, you essentially think that there's going to be a score in the game. You set a half point so that way you don't get any pushes. But it's just it's – just, A, it's crazy to me that DraftKings doesn't have it up yet, and it's crazy to me also that these books uh, don't even offer it. And they're pretty reputable books. BetMGM and, and FanDuel are very reputable books, so it's pretty crazy to me. I'll tell you this. Yesterday I played a, a new market for me. I actually had the uh, team total over for the second half of the Minnesota-Syracuse game. Uh, I didn't go the way I thought it would. I, I hit it, but, um, you know, I figured with the way Minnesota plays, they run the ball a lot. They've got really good running backs that uh, with Syracuse's undersized defensive line, I figured by the second half, some of those short runs would start to be long runs. Now, Minnesota's two touchdowns they scored in the second half were on a uh, interception return for a touchdown and a passing touchdown, so that wasn't how I thought, but I think it's interesting, especially with these next two weeks, guys, in the NFL, you're going to have teams that may rest guys in the first after the first half. Uh, if the Eagles go up 28 nothing on the Saints, you know, there might be some backups that get in. Uh, and maybe you find a value on the Saints' second-half team total over because the backups for the Eagles are in. Uh, you know, maybe last night there could have been value on the Titans' second-half team total because you figure maybe the Cowboys were going to sit some people because they had a large enough lead at halftime. Now, obviously, they didn't have a large enough lead at halftime. But I feel like it's a market that we don't necessarily bring up as much here on the show. But sometimes second-half team totals in games when you can kind of predict how the first half may go, I think the Chiefs could have a huge halftime lead on the Broncos. Now, the Broncos' offense is terrible, but maybe there's some value in the Broncos' second-half team total if the Chiefs pull off a little bit and kind of, you know, lax a little bit. So that's just kind of a new market I was taking a look at. But why do you guys think, you know, maybe, uh, Andy, you could start. Why do you think FanDuel and BetMGM don't offer team totals at all? I, I have I have no idea uh, on, on this one. This one is is as baffling as it gets, considering the props that they do offer <laughs> and some of the other things that you can find. Obviously, there has to be a reason if they think that that market is very gettable by some of their sharpest players, um, or maybe there's some games that they're just waiting on some kind of injury. But just the, the honest answer is I do not know. I've I've seen this in basketball. Um, Let's see. I've seen this in basketball when you've got teams on back-to-backs and we don't know if they're going to sit their entire starting lineup or if they're going to play some of them and you'll see the team total come off the board. But for football, I just don't see a reason why unless there's a quarterback issue and maybe they're scared of getting burned by some of the transfer portals. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, haven't there been a couple of quarterbacks that we just thought were out and then all of a sudden they're, they're, then they're just playing again? Like was it Western Kentucky? Was that one of them? Where, like, like, couldn't the books have really gotten burned on a team total in that situation? Is that the game I'm I'm thinking of? Well, yeah. So Western Kentucky's quarterback uh, went went to the transfer portal and then then came back, and the the line took a thing. But like, the books aren't offering, especially for bowl games. I can understand like a week out, but DraftKings, as I said, it's it's ninety minutes to kickoff, and they still don't have it up. Um, and certainly, you know, look, I, I think that and people laugh because they're like, oh, team totals is, is, is it's it's an exploitable market. And if, I've talked about why I do them. 
you know, sometimes you have faith in a, in a unit more than anything else. I'll give you one of mine for today. I, I, I like under uh, 22 and a half points for, for Maryland. Maryland's without their top three wide receivers. NC State's defense pretty much has no opt-outs. Everybody's in. Uh, these guys want to win after last year's debacle where UCLA pulled out uh, the day of their bowl game against NC State due to COVID and everything. Uh, and so I, I have no faith in NC State's offense, but I have faith in NC State's defense. So I looked and took the under 22 and a half for Maryland in this game. I found it on uh, Caesar's book because they were the only book that had it since uh, DraftKings did not. But like, I just think it's a market that you can certainly take advantage of. And Andrew, in, in hockey, you can certainly, I see you play team totals every once in a while. It's just, a, it's just a, a thing that every book should offer. And I'm stunned that not every book does. Yeah, and I'm also just really happy to get better prices with it as well. You know, you can just get a better number sometimes. Sometimes in hockey, I'm getting a plus price, you know, on these, whether it's under or over a certain team total. And it, it is disappointing. And I think that, Matt, honestly, I think that it has something to do with, for sure, how, you know, maybe a lot of sharp bettors like yourself with college football are taking advantage of it and making money with it. And they're just hesitant to put it out. Is it just been recently, though, or has that been all season for you? Because that does... I am very curious about that, but I did want to say that I agree with you with, I actually was meaning to ask you earlier in the show, but I didn't want to jump in about in-game team totals because I wanted to pick both your guys' brains about it and, and uh, Andy for NBA and you for college football, Matt, because I've been doing team totals in-game for hockey a lot, except for mostly what I'm doing is I'm betting actually the team losing. Like if a team is getting dominated like 4-1, a lot of times in the third period, I can take over 0.5 goals in, in the, the third period for the team losing and you're getting a really good price with that. A lot of times, that's what I do as far as the in-game team totals. I'll take the team losing because everybody wants to expect the team that's winning to pile on, right? Everybody thinks the team that's winning is going to just keep it going. That's the obvious bet. And usually, I'll jump in on the on the uh, you know the team that's you know getting dominated to hopefully show some pride in the third period. Matt, you experience uh, with live uh, team totals. Uh, hey, once again, books don't offer it a lot. I, and, you know, occasionally it's funny because BetMGM occasionally has had live uh, a halftime team totals for the rest of the game. But once again, it's a market, especially in college football. I haven't seen it very often. I've got money in a bunch of different books and it's just one of those things. And it's just, I don't understand it. I just, I don't understand why you couldn't offer, you know, you just mentioned it, Andy. Some of the things these books offer for at halftime, you know, you can update all the player props. You can update all this other stuff and offer them at halftime. But if I want a team total, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, out of luck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's it's certainly something that we'll need to uh, we'll, we'll need to keep investigating and figure this one out. Unfortunately, bull season uh, kind of kind of wrapping up here. So, um, uh, guys, I want to talk about same game parlays. I've been kind of behind the scenes experimenting with the same game parlays. I know that they're advertised on some of these books. To me, they seem. They can seem a little bit hokey. I've been experimenting with, with them, and I think there is something there if you use them sparingly. This is certainly not a strategy I would recommend, uh, you know, taking every single game. But you have, to, you have to have a really good read on the game as a whole, and you have to, you know, get it uh, fairly correct. So the first one I really gave out publicly was actually last night, and this was I took um, uh, Dallas uh, uh, just below seven points. They were uh, 14, 13 points. I got them down below a touchdown because I was worried about a little bit uh, of a backdoor situation. And then um, I wanted Dak Prescott over 200 yards 
passing. Tennessee's secondary has been terrible. So uh, the odds of that were around minus 130. And it was a, I don't want to say it was an easy cash, but yeah, once they got up uh, over that, that 13, 14 point lead, uh, it was pretty safe. Dak easily gets over 200 yards. So like just for a quick example, if you are looking at the Broncos and the Chiefs and you really truly think that the Denver Broncos have given up and you think this is a game that Kansas City should win. I mean, for me, I really like Isaiah Pacheco. I like what he's been doing recently. So if I go into a same game parlay, I can lower Pacheco's rushing total down to 49 and a half. And then I like Kansas city to roll in this game. So I can lower the Kansas city line down to minus six and a half. That way I only need to cover by a touchdown and it's minus 145. That's within my juice tolerance. I could sprinkle that. And then if I want to add anything else in like Jarek McKinnon uh, receiving yards, uh, I could throw him just to get to 20 receiving yards. And now you got a same game parlay at plus 120. So it's one that actually requires a lot of research. You have to kind of go through all the games, pick the game that you are the most confident in as in terms of the game script, and then try and pick the pieces on how it's going to get there. I'm going to start doing this more with some of my picks releasing to the public with NBA and some other ones. It's very, very popular. I think it should be something that's part of uh, my arsenal and things that I can help build up my bankroll. But you're going to hear from me doing a lot more same game parlay activity. I just think we always need to be evolving as handicappers and use some of these tools that are at our disposal. So, uh, Andrew, uh, we got about five or six minutes left. We got to get to our best bet. Talk to us a little bit about NHL and uh, just give us a little th- uh, thoughts on the world juniors. I'm always interested when this comes around and uh, how interested you are in this. Yeah, great stuff there, Andy. I'll be very quick here with this. Uh, I wanted to say as well that I'm definitely doing that in the NHL too. I mean, look at the Edmonton Oilers. You can take, I mean, any game that they're going to win, chances are McDavid or Dreisaitl are scoring or they're going to get, you know, an assist or multiple points. So I I agree with you. I think it's something we all have to adapt with. Real quick on the NHL, uh, we talked about it before the show, uh, before we went live, and I talk about this with Carm all the time. He's done a great job with this, and I want to start doing it as well. Instead of just betting on players, you're more so just betting against certain teams. You know, I talk about this in the NFL, but especially in the NHL right now, you want to look at teams like the Blackhawks, like the Anaheim Ducks, you know, like the Montreal Canadiens, teams that give up a ton of shots and look who they're playing. And then you take team and you take guys that are out there on the power play on their opponents and you take their shots on goal overs. And what's great about it is that you don't have to lay the minus 140, 150 with some of these guys that are heavily juiced. You can grab a guy that doesn't always go over his shots on goal, but hey, tonight he's playing the team ranked 31st in the league in shots allowed. You know, and you're playing the Anaheim Ducks or the Arizona Coyotes, those are the times where you want to be looking for props. It doesn't have to always be in a game that you expect to be high scoring. The shots on goal props, Andy, these can cash in a one nothing game. You don't need goals, you need shots. So I just wanted to mention that for people, don't be afraid to broaden your horizon with who you're betting on. To me, it's more so about who you're betting against as far as the NHL props are concerned. Um, real quick, Andy. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate I like the way you said that because you're right. I do get really into this tournament. Um, I bet it a lot. I bet a lot of props. And I'll tell you what, the past two nights I've gone to the Canada games and it's been a lot of fun betting on these props because we've seen them win by like nine or ten goals in their last two games. So you can only imagine how much fun I had with the props. Um, but I'll tell you what, I wanted to, uh, release a future actually on this prop show with you guys. I've had a pretty good, um, success rate with these here on prop it up. I'm going to take a look at Czech Republic plus 650 to win the entire tournament here. 
This is a bet, guys, that I think that there's just too much value for us to pass up on. They beat Canada 5-2 in their opening game. They beat Austria 10-0. And yesterday, they only lose in overtime to Sweden 1-0. You can get down on this at DraftKings, guys. I believe FanDuel offers this as well. I did see futures on BetMGM. This is readily available. It's the World Junior U21 tournament, I believe. And they have the most returning players from last year's tournament, which, as all of you guys know, is a very huge thing when handicapping these tournaments. It's all about experience. So at plus 650, it's great value here, Andy, and I recommend uh, you guys join me. Nice. Great stuff. Uh, Andrew, tell everyone what you got going on at wagertalk.com for this weekend, and then we'll get to our best bet. Got two plays for tonight uh, in the NHL. I've got uh, two uh, prop plays that look like they're going to be best bet material for me. Um, looking like two 4% uh, best bets as far as the NFL. And uh, that's about it here for me. Um, low, low volume in college basketball. Looking forward to getting back into that soon. Haven't released the plays. And, and obviously there's been some time off and stuff. But uh, yeah, just uh, good to see you guys. Great to be back here with you. And uh, best of luck. Uh, I've got a 5% NFL play up. That's right. The streak continues. We are 17-6 and six in NFL 5% plays uh, this season. Just an incredible run. So that is the biggest thing that we have up. Go grab that. That goes off on Sunday. Uh, we're just a, a week or so away from UFC coming back. And next week, golf season officially starts, which you guys know. That's my bread and butter. So uh, if you're interested in adding money to your bankroll, uh, go check out my golf and auto racing special. That's up at wagertalk.com. But for this weekend, go grab that NFL 5% play. Uh, Matt, you're up for best bet. Tell everyone what you got going on at sportsmemo.com. And what is our best bet for this weekend? Uh, as you mentioned, the uh, bowl season is uh, there's only about yeah, a week left of games left. So uh, certainly if you want to get involved uh, on a day to day basis, you can check it out. I got a six pack of plays, uh, found some team totals on Caesars that I liked. If you have that book, that's certainly a place you can go. A couple of sides as well for today's game uh, still going very well even after a losing day uh, yesterday. And, of course, the props and stuff like that uh, for the NFL on Sunday. All right, so uh, I talked about the Eagles' first half over. Uh, that one we really like, but that's not the play of the, the best bet of the week. Um, the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders just changed their quarterback, and uh, they put Jared Stidham in. They also put in uh, three of their better defensive players on IR, Perryman, uh, Chandler Jones, and Rocky Sin. Uh, I can't imagine the Raiders are very motivated uh, for this game on Sunday. I know it's at home, but it's going to feel potentially like a San Francisco home game. You know the Niners fans always manage to find their way into the stadium. So I'm going 49ers over 13.5 points in the first half. And once again, the key number here, you want to get below that 14 when you're looking at these first halves. San Francisco averaging 13.7 points per first half overall, 16.3 the last three games. Vegas hasn't been bad in the first half so far this season defensively, but as I said, they just put three players on the IR, and I don't know where their head's at after seeing their veteran quarterback uh, basically at bench, and he's stepping away from the team. So I'm going to try and take advantage of that, and we're going to look at San Francisco 49ers over 13.5 points in the first half of their game in Las Vegas against the Raiders. There you go. Look at those 49ers first half points as our best bet of the week. Guys, thank you so much. And shout out to the uh, chat room. Love you guys as always. We got to get going. That is Andrew McGinnis from wagertalk.com. Matt Josephs on sportsmemo.com. I am Andy Lang from wagertalk.com. Good luck on all your bets this weekend. Let's have a profitable one. Have a safe and happy new year. We'll see everyone next week on Prop It Up. Have you checked out all the new handicappers at Wager Talk? If not, here's your chance. 
You can take 50% off your first daily or three-day all-access purchase at Wigger Talk using coupon code TRYWT. Our new roster of experts is 30 deep, covering sports from all around the world, giving you tons of options to choose from. All you have to do to redeem this offer is go to wagertalk.com, choose a handicapper of your choice, and use coupon code TRYWT at checkout, saving 50% on your first purchase.